0: Good morning, everyone. I have to do the show early, uh, and I do want to give you two hours. Ergo, uh, <laughs> I thought I'd let you in on a little secret. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, we need to understand where we're at next week. Man, it's going to be bananas. Um so let's uh, cover a little bit of the news uh, of what's really going on while everyone's distracted, while everyone is looking for votes, USB drives. How did they make this little jump? There's a lot of disinformation and I speak from a point of privilege of personal knowledge, tons of it, and I'm okay with that because I trust that it's all going to be fine. You can't stop what's coming. And stepping back and looking down, I realized this is one of the best stories that will ever be told. And the people are going to watch it. But the thing that I think about is even the most diehard patriots, people that have awoken that can see through the facade the fake news the purposeful disinformation keep in mind sometimes disinformation is a very valuable tool even the those people will find it really hard to understand this is not just about the election. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see, and I'm hoping that at least the people I've reached with my voice have understood what I've been trying to say over the past few years in regards to stay true to your core. Trust your gut. That is the best one and have faith faith in humanity, of course, faith in God. Because in the end, God wins. And not everyone understands. I'm going to tell you this. Today you're going to see someone that may have seen a lot and has been forgotten someone that is another person that has risen and has spoken, then I can tell you that uh, personally I'm pretty excited. I am. I'm excited. You know, it's like that moment where you're going to bungee jump. I don't know if anybody's bungee jumped. I've done that. I've done that. A friend of mine actually owns a business uh, now that does bungee jumping from a canal and so I've done bungee jumping before and um, it's pretty interesting and a lot of people say the name, but they don't know you know what are the most what are the most common names in America you have to think about it this is all I'm going to tell you. Think about a name that is common. I mean, obviously we know it's Smith, right? But I want you, as today's show, without me pointing it out, I want you by the end of today's show to think, what common name did I see that may be that three-card Monty? That's all I want you to do. And I want you to keep that in mind. So let's start today's show with um, listening to the call heard around the world. There's a call that was heard around the world. You know, and a lot of you were asking me, what call was heard around the world? We're we talking about Ukraine. Well, no, we were talking about another call. This one. They were treated horribly all over this. Uh, All all of
1: these swing states, I mean, virtually all of the swing states, and many other things were happening that were horrible, just horrible. But the poll watchers weren't allowed to watch. Uh, They were, in many cases, whisked out of the room, not only into pens that were 20, 30, 40, 60, 100 feet away, where you couldn't even see. They were using binoculars. People are reporting that they had to use binoculars, and that didn't work. Uh, If you were a Republican poll watcher, you were treated like a dog and uh, the democrats had no problem but they were rough they were they were literally uh, pushed out and it was rough tactics this is what what happened here this is not the united states of america what happened and i think everybody knows that that's why you're uh, there and that's why you're so vehement about it uh we have many many cases many many cases of people walking in a a woman An elderly woman walks in looking forward to voting November 3rd and says, oh, good. Where would I go about voting? I'm sorry. You've already voted. Your ballot is in. I said, no, I didn't vote. I didn't vote. No, your ballot is in. You've already voted. In all cases for Biden, by the way, she said, no, no, I want to vote. Nope. Your ballot is in. And then they give her a provisional ballot to sign, which goes nowhere. It's a disgrace that this is happening to our country. We won this election by a lot. We got 74 million votes. And if you would have said 74 million votes the day before the election, every single professional in the business would have said there's no way of beating that. We got 11 million votes more than we had four years before in 2016. And we got many votes more than Ronald Reagan had when he won 49 states. And nobody would have said we even had a chance of losing. And all you had to do was take a look at the numbers at 10 o'clock in the evening when everybody thought the election was virtually over. And then very weird things happened. But they're not weird to professionals. And they're not weird to Dominion and other people that operate machines. And they're not weird to the people that handle the ballots where they were flooding the market. People were getting two and three and four ballots in their home. People that were dead were signing up for ballots. Not only were they coming in and putting in a ballot but dead people were requesting ballots and they were dead for years and they were requesting ballot ballots and the whole world is watching us the whole world is watching the United States of America and we can't let them get away with it and we have judges that are afraid to make a decision we have judges that don't want to do the same thing a very good lawyer said well sir I mean that's a big statement for a judge to overthrow an election. I said, really? If he got hundreds of thousands of votes more than he was entitled to get through all of the things that I'm listening to right now, and you're just covering a few of them, we have have hundreds and hundreds of affidavits of stories that are even worse than the stories I'm hearing. Why wouldn't they overturn an election? Certainly overturn it in your state, because we have other states that are just as bad. If you look at uh, Michigan with Detroit, you look at the things that happened in Detroit where you have a voter, but you have more votes than you have voters. You take a look at Detroit, Michigan, you have more votes than you have voters. And then you have two people that don't want to certify. They don't want to certify and they're harassed violently and they turned off the cameras during the harassment for two hours.
0: You know why they don't want to certify? Let me just stop it right there. You do understand. This is the president calling into an election hearing. That's never happened before. And this is pretty, this is insane. He is talking about all these things that happen. Remember I've said, don't call Antifa. Well, you know, there's dildo waivers. Those are the ones. But the ones behind Antifa are dangerous. The actual organized groups are dangerous. This is why I was like, I don't want to tell people not to exercise their First Amendment. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to. But because I know what the other side is planned, I would prefer to say, hey, if it was me, I'd just write a letter because your presence is there and tangible. This is why it pains me. I know a lot of people want to go out into the streets. If all people who voted for President Trump, you know, came out onto the streets, that guy, what's that dude's name? I forget his name, who thought that Guam was going to drown tip over, right? Um, You know, the United States of America might sink because of all those boots, heels, feet on the ground. That's how many people voted for President Trump. We know our numbers. They know our numbers. But they don't play fair. They play dirty. Yeah, Hank Johnson, thank you. They don't play fair. They play dirty. And they don't look to see, uh, to be provoked, to shoot, to kill, to harass. Remember those scenes from the riots where a person was down on the floor disabled by 10 people, probably even dead. And they still kicked him in the teeth while he was limp. These are savages. These are evil, demoralized people. This is my concern. This is where I have fear for the people. Because I know what the other side is willing to do. That's the thing. Remember that... uh, Report that I did. I think I, I I even wrote about it, about those five MS thirteen people in Texas with the machetes that randomly grab people. Animals, guys. They're animals. Actually, they I, I saw the DOJ last week. I think because I was not much on my uh, on my phone. Um, uh, they prosecuted them for uh, serious crimes. Uh, so. It's it's important that we understand that the other side is willing to go there. And I know a lot of you are armed to the teeth. You've got your, you know, your get ups, you have everything, but you don't have what they have, which is no morals. You are moral, you are righteous, you are correct, they are not, and they will do nothing else, but everything you can think of under the sun to execute what they want to execute. And that's their plan of taking back power. They have lost power these four years. They know that they've lost. These are the death rattles. And what you are seeing right now is a president phoning into a hearing saying, this is insane. Well, why don't you, sir? I want you to certify. I want you to sign your name and certify those elections because that, in fact, is perjury. Perjury. And if anyone signs it, it's their butt on the line. So I'm okay. Certify the crap out of them because you're going to be held to the highest (laughs) standards when it comes to applying the law. This is a national security concern. Understand that. Our president is of a national security concern. Our administration is a national security concern. When there are threats to our administration, it is a national security concern. So why aren't elections national security concern? They are. And like I said months ago, there are a lot of people going to jail, not just big ones. And I can promise you, and I've said this years ago, That you will see perp walks. You will see Owen and you will see Clapper walk. The Insurrection Act is one card that we can't pull. And Owen knows that. And when things are said and done next week, I do not believe that, (laughs) that they have any possibility of completing whatever the task it is that they want. I am saying this. And I will show you why, too. And I'll take you back into my time travel machine seven years ago, just so you can see how slowly and slowly and slowly. And you know what's funny? This individual themselves, well, there's a couple that I'm going to show you, and one that I'm not going to speak of much, but one that I will speak of much, okay? Uh, The one that I will speak of much is the general that I spoke of yesterday. He wasn't even in my purview. That's so awesome. This for me is kind of like, well, he wasn't in my purview, but not really. Like not in this depth. Um, This means God is just amazing Uh, because I'm seeing it all come together. And then they said, wow, and they
1: were afraid and they voted. And then they went back to sign and they couldn't do it because they said, we can't do it because this is corrupt. This is horrible what's taking place. Think of it. More votes than you have voters. But that was the least of it. They have things that were as bad as that. And this is going on all over, all over. We're doing very well in a lot of states. A lot of good things are happening in Georgia. We're getting little help from government. But a lot of good things are happening in Georgia, Wisconsin, and uh, Michigan. They're seeing what happened in Detroit. And we sure are looking at what's happening in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. What happened in Philadelphia, they keep poll watches, not only in pens, but they keep them out of the building. The only reason they got back into the building was they got a court order. And then the definition of back into the building was very far away where they couldn't see anything. And they talk about closed circuit television except you couldn't see it. Because the picture was so unclear, you didn't even know what they were doing. They could have been playing a baseball game. So it's a very sad thing for our country to have this. And they have to turn over the results. It would be easy for me to say, oh, let's worry about four years from now. No. This election was lost by the Democrats. They cheated. It was a fraudulent election. They flooded the market. They defrauded everybody with ballots. And I just want to thank everybody for being there. You're doing a tremendous service. This is a very important moment in the history of our country. And you're doing a tremendous service to our country. And don't worry about bravery because the people that talk the most, they're not the ones you have to worry about. And these are all talkers. They intimidate. But these are not people that you'd ultimately have to. They push you around. They pushed our poll workers out.
0: Okay, speaking of intimidation, not only the poll workers, I think I told you how I didn't identify as left or right when I was poll watching, but what I did was I bought them donuts. That's That made it easy, and I dressed as Antifa as possible <laughs> when I went poll watching. But let's talk about intimidation. Now, we all know that there are people from within our government, I mean, we know that for a fact now, that, um, that intimidates Us, that intimidate people. The whistleblowers, for example, in Pennsylvania are being intimidated, right? There's law firms that are stepping down because they're intimidated, right? Death threats, you name it, it happens. Well, I could tell you, without pointing fingers, I was intimidated too. Well, someone tried to intimidate me. It's like, yeah, it's not going to work. So when I wanted to bring my information, just what I had, my little bit my little portion. It's not a big deal. I wanted to provide it and give it to someone and hand it off. Got a call, obviously, from a former clown. Clown started peacocking. I'm this, 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 and peacock away. And when he was done, I said, okay, so I'm not impressed. That's basically, I, word for word, I'm not impressed. So, are we going to meet? Am I going to give you this? Then the clown continues. Who are you? Doesn't matter. I got what you need. Do you want to meet? I got this, 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 top brass, this, this, this. I was like, I don't care what you got. You don't have what I have. So, you know, and then I handed it over uh, to someone else, not to that one. Because what you need to understand is that there are so many people working against us. Those that are um, pretending that they are with us. Those that are not just gatekeepers, but, you know, filters. So they can filter out. They like to take your stuff and put you in a box and leave it alone. So I was peacocked, (laughs) uh, you know, got upset, get back to me. And it's like, yeah, so I'm not. This is exactly, um, you know, what happened. Uh, I wish I could say more. I, I could probably say more at another time, guys. You know, it it was uh, a pretty intense um, ten days. Um, realizing just how big, you know, I didn't want to go to DC. Um, because I, I don't like it. Uh, it feels as if everyone that's there hates America. And that saddens me a lot. Because that's the capital of my nation. That's where my president is. That's where all the magic happens. Great word there, Cy. District of criminals. That's what's up. So I, I can't say it Anybody, and, and on top of that, you're totally naked because there's no guns allowed, right? Um, but I'm—I I need to make you understand just how disgusting it is, uh, and how um, how saddened I am because right now this phone call that was heard around the world, where our president phones into a hearing to make a statement. And point out the blatant indiscretions. These are not glitches, you guys. I hate it when they say things like, ooh, and I hate the word hate. I loathe it. It upsets me when I hear glitch. It's not something cute. I've said this before. It was purposeful. And the fact that I saw on the news people reinforcing disinformation. I'm okay with it. I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to let it go. The disinformation is real and it serves a purpose. And I'm going to assume that even our, we just need to use it to our advantage. So as you listen to the rest of this call, before we get into the nitty gritty, I don't want you guys using easy names. It's called theft. They stole your freedom. Understand that because your vote is your freedom. It's not just your voice. It, it is the depiction of your freedom. Right? Depiction of your freedom. If you can't vote, you are not free. They stole your vote. They stole your freedom. That's the way it is. And you have to understand that. Do not think, oh, it's my, my First Amendment. F- fuck that. This is your freedom. They take away your vote. They've just slapped chains onto you because what you want doesn't matter. That means you're not free to want anything. It is important that we understand this. Okay? It is important that we understand the gravity of the situation and the blatantness of it. Now, this election... What you are seeing transpiring is not simply about the 2020 election. Now I know, and we all know, those of you at least that are listening to me, that this is all about power. That they refuse to relinquish power. But it's not just that. And you're you're going to see it. It'll be a truth so hard No matter how red pill you've been, you're going to need a lot of water to take it down.
1: Our poll watchers were pushed out of the building. Okay. Some got back in, they were put in the pens. But these are not people. Don't be intimidated by these people. But they're bad people. They're horrible people. And they're people that don't love our country. So we don't have to worry about four years right now. We have to worry what happened on november 3rd and previous to november 3rd and by the way after november 3rd when people put votes in and they put them in illegally they put them in after the polls closed and one of our great supreme court justices made mention of that and i can't imagine that any justice or anybody looking at it could be thrilled when they vote after the election is over so i want to thank everybody very much for being there i want to thank The state Senate respected people, tremendous people, and you're doing a tremendous service for our country. And if something was done wrong, if this election was was won fraudulently, and that's what happened, it was a fraud. And we're talking about, very importantly, many more ballots, many more votes than the number we need. In other words, if we needed 50,000 votes, we're not talking about we found nine dead people, that voted. Of course, there were many more than that, many numbers that nobody even believes. Now, we're talking about numbers that are far in excess of the 50,000, far in excess of another state where we lost by 10,000. And they went absolutely wild because we got far more votes than they thought possible. And they've just stepped in the gas and they got caught. Just like they got caught spying on my campaign, they got caught exactly, they got caught doing this. So, I really appreciate it, and the country appreciates it, and we have to turn the election over because there's no doubt. We have all the evidence. We have all the affidavits. We have everything. All we need is to have some judge listen to it properly without having a political opinion or having another kind of a
0: problem. A judge without having a political opinion or another problem. What have we said so many times here on the Tory Says Show? The problem can lie in the executive office. The problem can lie in the legislative branch. But when the problem is in your judicial branch, you're fucked. Because that is the only one that can stop the legislative and executive branch for taking over and taking power. You understand that? I've told you our issue isn't having a Barack Hussein Obama in office. We could deal with that if we had a judicial branch that is not corrupt. It doesn't matter if we have 20,000 (laughs) Pelosi. Please do not ever let any any nation anywhere in this universe have 20 Pelosi's. God, please no. But even if we did, a good judicial arm can stop the 20 Pelosi's at once. That's the thing. That is the problem. The judicial branch allows them to misuse their office to well, it actually empowers them. It's like the judicial branch has been their little mitochondria. Time to stop that.
1: Because we have everything. And by the way, the evidence is pouring in now as we speak. And I want to thank Rudy Giuliani for having the courage to do this. Oh, and back down because Rudy is a, uh, the greatest mayor in the history of New York, and there's a reason. He's got great courage, and he doesn't care. He wants to do what's right. And I told him the other day, Rudy, you were the greatest mayor in the history of New York, and you see what happened to New York without Rudy. You were the greatest mayor, but this is more important. What you're doing now is far more important than being a great mayor of the city of New York and being its greatest mayor by far, by the way, by far, this is going to be your crowning achievement because you're saving our country. Thank you all very much. Thank you.
0: And the president is right. Rudy Giuliani, for those of you, you know, that are, oh, you know, what happened in New York? He knew about 9-11. He did this. Well, I've said this before. There are many things you can't say at certain times. There's always a time to put it out. Uh, Because even though many may sit and think, and I've said this myself, there are times that I could have said something. There are times that I could have done something. Who are you going to tell? Who's Rudy going to tell? If the President of the United States is in on it, If your DOJ is in on it, your NSA, your CIA, your FBI, who are you going to tell? Are you going to tell the news? (laughs) Who are you going to tell? I want you guys to think about it. Who are you going to tell if everybody is in on it? Who are you going to tell? You can't tell no one. (laughs) You can't say anything. You have to sit and wait. And just like that, like a little, little falcon, As they're flying around in the sky, none the wiser, soaring above us, grab them midair. That's what they do. They just, right? And that's exactly what has to happen. Because many of you might say that there's a lot of people out there that are speaking, and they've been speaking within guidelines, without putting it down, without pushing as hard, but making record so when the time is right, it comes out just like that. So over decades there have been people that have spoken, people that have sacrificed everything. And some of them are not here with us. Some of them are, but they have been discredited, have been put in boxes, have been made homeless, have been destroyed completely with crazy things. This is what's important. The time. The time is what's important. So here is um, where I'm going to take you on a little journey in my time machine. My little time machine. But before we do that, want us to watch our president snack back i enjoyed this he's been doing it over the years the utter disrespect that they show our president obviously acosta the crying baby that even took him to court because you know he wanted to go I, i'm telling you it's a good thing that you know i wasn't in his presence all of people are like you have to be more mature than that now sometimes people just need to be bitch slapped. period that's the way it is right there in the mouth as they speak because they don't deserve uh, any respect whatsoever. I shouldn't say that because obviously if I'd be in that situation, I'd probably just give the dagger eye. I'm overstating um, to demonstrate just how pissed I am. Listen to this.
2: Obama and swing states, which are the states that matter for purposes of the election. So, no, I can't say that at all. I think it's a, it's a possibility. They're trying to look between you people don't answer, don't talk to me that way you're just a you just a lightweight don't talk to me that don't talk to, i'm the president of the united states don't ever talk to the president that way all right i'm going to go with another question go
3: ahead just so if the electoral college
2: does elect president elect biden are you not going to leave this building just say, certainly i will certainly i will and you know that but i think that there will be a lot of things happening between now and the 20th of january a lot of things Massive fraud has been found. We're like a third world country. We're using computer equipment that can be hacked. They talk about glitches. How many glitches did they find? So a glitch, oh, gee, we had a glitch, 5,000 votes. In all cases, right, in all cases, the votes went from Trump to Biden. They didn't go from Biden. The glitches were never from Biden to Trump. So they had many glitches. And they said, oh, we had a glitch. A glitch is like the equipment is a little broken. We'll fix it up now. A glitches in this case, we caught them cheating, we caught them stealing, we caught a fraudulent effort to get votes. And they said, Oh, yes, it's true, it, there was, but and there were many of them. But but here's the problem. There were probably 10, 20, 30 times that didn't get caught. We just got lucky and caught numerous of them. But what that is, is very simple. If you look at the glitch, the glitch means, right? It means, oh, we got caught. We got caught with the votes. And now, let's just call it a glitch. It wasn't the machinery. And by the way, the machinery, if you look, just take a look anywhere on the internet, you will see many, many people where they're experimenting with this stupid machinery, Where if you set it a certain way, the votes go from Trump to Biden. If you look at these counties, if you look at Arizona, where Iowa's going to win very easily, Uh, I've had uh, the biggest politicians in Arizona say there was no way you lost Arizona. There's no way I lost Pennsylvania with his uh, anti-fuel and with his anti-fracking and all of the things that they stand against. There was no way. Now, Texas, you all said that I was going to lose Texas by a lot, four points. I won Texas by eight or nine points. Right, I won it very easily. In Wisconsin, you all said I was going to lose the poll said, certain polls, Washington Post, ABC, said I was going to lose by 17 points. Think of how dishonest. I thought I was going to win it. And essentially, I did win it. It's very, very close. It's very, very close. So we're going to win because they found, by the way, in Wisconsin, they have found massive discrepancy, just so you understand, massive discrepancy. But they said I was going to lose by 17 points and I won the state, okay? But it's very,
0: he won every single state. I can tell you he probably won uh well, he won all of them except maybe New York. That's what I say. This is this is this is what I believe. So I thought maybe we can all just see this little video that talks about what a kraken is. Um, you know, it's from PBS, right? And I thought it would be a fun thing to watch together uh as I um elaborate further on uh how much winning we're actually doing. I think it's important. Release the Kraken.
3: Yes, release the Kraken. Recognizable by its massive size and tentacled limbs, the Kraken is one of the most legendary and feared sea monsters of the deep. Stories of the Kraken say it could take down whole ships, grab sailors off decks, and create whirlpools, all to get humans into the water and into the monster's waiting beak. Because despite having more than half the world's species to choose from for dinner, apparently there's nothing in the ocean more delicious than humans. I'm Dr. Emily Zarka, and this is Monstra. We know less about the oceans on our own planet than we do about our solar system. And before we started going to space, sailing far away from land was just about the scariest, most uncertain trip a person could take. So much about the ocean is inherently terrifying. It's dark, vast, deep, and unpredictable. It sparks our imaginations of what could lie beyond the horizon or what lurks beneath the waves. And that's where the Kraken comes in.
4: Release the Kraken!
3: The first written mention of the colossal sea beast was by King Severa of Norway in 1180 he tells sailors to look out for a large, squid-like monster that swims the coasts of Norway, Greenland, and Iceland. Since then, the kraken has continuously appeared in literature, most famously in the works of Jules Verne, Victor Hugo, and Alfred Tennyson. It's not surprising that we first find this creature in Northern Europe, given the reliance the Nordic people had on the ocean for trade, travel, and survival. Unlike other sea monsters that require a bit more imagination, The idea of a giant, tentacled creature prowling below the surface of the water, waiting to take down unsuspecting ships and sailors, makes sense. Because there are living organisms that fit the description, minus the sailor-eating part. The giant squid and the colossal squid are two living cephalopods that can be found in every ocean on Earth. Giant squid really are giant, measuring up to 43 feet in length. But the colossal squid holds the title of the world's largest living invertebrate, growing up to 49 feet long, at current record. The largest one found so far weighed over a thousand pounds. Oh, and in addition to suckers, it has barbed hooks on its tentacles. And they are very fast swimmers. Both species frequent the deep, cold waters of the ocean, making it hard to see them in their natural habitat. Before the 21st century, no photographic evidence of a living giant squid existed. It wasn't until 2006 that we first caught these creatures alive on video. The kraken is bigger than giant and larger than colossal. It's a sea beast with multiple tentacles that often acts aggressively towards humans. A kraken is basically an angrier, much larger version of a squid.
0: So as you watch this, I want you to think about it. So it's a large, as you can see for those watching video, big, big squid that swims along underwater, as people go about, and fish go about their day above it. And then there's tentacles, right? It can't have one tentacle. It can't strike from one direction, right? It needs to wrap itself around the whole conglomerate of the ship and pull it down. So I want you to think of that.
3: Personally, I'm terrified of the Kraken. Something about those giant eyes, wiggling tentacles, and suckers just completely freaks me out. And I'm not the only one. Victor Hugo apparently hated anything with tentacles. In his 1866 novel, The Toilers of the Sea, a character has a frightening encounter with an octopus who wraps itself around his body and almost kills him. Hugo dedicates an entire chapter outside of the plot to rant about how terrifying and monstrous these, quote, devil fish are. Writing about, quote, what ancient legends call the Krakens, he describes them as glutinous masses endowed with a malignant will. Hugo describes how such a creature could wrap itself around a swimmer and drown them, and even goes as far as to say that they are capable of sucking blood with their tentacles. He summarizes his fear of suckers, stating, quote, Claws are harmless compared with the horrible action of these natural cupping glasses. The towns of the wild beast enter into your flesh. With the cephalopod, it is you who enter into the creature. Yikes. There are real accounts of octopuses attacking and even drowning swimmers, many of which occur in the 19th century, the same time Hugo, Tennyson, and Verne wrote their Kraken stories. In Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Captain Nemo and his crew are attacked by not just one, but 10 or 12 horrible monsters, described as giant octopuses. It's a bloody, inky, chaotic fight scene with tentacles flailing everywhere and the crew defending itself with hatchets and harpoons. Tennyson's 1862 poem, The Kraken, depicts the monster as an apocalyptic force that will rise from, quote, his ancient, dreamless, uninvaded sleep one day to be seen by men and angels. The Kraken appears in non-fiction literature as well, with reports of giant squid corpses beginning in the 14th century. We have accounts of massive tentacles washing ashore and of giant squid corpses floating at sea. Sperm whales are the natural predator of giant squid, so pieces of the creature have been found in their stomachs. And they even sometimes get scars of huge sucker marks from a squid that put up a fight. Okay, but how does that explain the legends of Kraken attacking humans? Well, octopuses have attacked swimmers and divers. We have the footage. But there's another element at work. Sharks. We need to take these predators into account when talking about the Kraken.
0: I like that. Sharks. That's why I'm playing this. For you guys to just see how nature is playing out in the political sphere too. That's what I want you to think about when you watch this. Now, I have a fun story about octopuses. So I was learning how to fish when I was young. And uh, it's like, you know, bootleg fishing, where you kind of just sit. Uh, I was um, by the Um, lighthouse where all the ships come in from around the world to go through the canal. It's right by the temple of Hera. And I was with my uncle, Uh, you know, obviously every summer I would go. And so I decided that I'm going to, you know, fish, learn how to fish and spearfish. He's he's actually pretty bomb when he spearfishes. So um, I was, uh, I may have been maybe seven, eight. So I uh, dropped my line and I feel a pull. And I could see the water because it's clear. So I was like, I'll just dive. I I love diving. Um, You know, as a kid, I would, and people thought it was icky, you know, (laughs) throughout my time going to beaches uh, around Europe, I would dive in, grab sea urchins, lay them out until they dry dead, pop them with a little, pop a little hole and eat them. But my first time ever fishing, uh, an actual octopus uh, grabbed onto my bait. And so I was tugging and tugging. I was like, oh, it's big. So let me go. And my uncle, I was just like, wait, let me put my gear on and grab my spear. It might be something big. And I was like, all right, um, uh, you know, I'm going to just jump in and get it myself. So when I went down there and o- an octopus was wrapped around the rock, it wasn't big. Oh, it was big enough. Right, but it wasn't big. It wasn't going to like swallow me or anything. Right, um, uh, wrapped around my arm for real. It did, uh, and it was holding on to uh, the rock. And uh, my uncle actually got it. We ate it. We ate that octopus. But they suck on and they latch on by bait. They bait you. So uh, metaphorically, maybe people have been baited. Oh, so apparently YouTube just uh, killed my feed, probably because I'm doing the PBS. I'll, I'll fix that while I'm playing this. So um, let's continue this. It's quite fun facts.
3: Though shark attacks are rare, they do happen. Often, all witnesses would see is a flailing body, blood, and maybe even the victim dragged under the surface of the water, but no evidence of what was causing the attack. This established the idea that large creatures in the ocean posed a threat to humans. Combine that with sightings of the alien body of a giant squid or a large tentacle, and the Kraken legend begins to take form. To quote Hugo, these animals are indeed phantoms as much as monsters. They are proved, and yet improbable. The Kraken is unnerving because it resembles a real animal. Sure, we don't have conclusive evidence of one over 50 feet long, but we've only measured about 500 giant squid throughout recorded history. We can hardly call that a representative sample of an entire species. All we really have are glimpses of a creature we don't completely understand. The relatively few species we do know about in the deep ocean are frightening because they seem otherworldly. We don't need to look to space for aliens. They exist right here in the uncharted territories of Earth. Even more bizarre creatures may exist in the dark depths of our oceans, inspiring authors to craft even stranger, more terrifying sea monsters. Yeah. yeah. I'm Let's do, do one flat. more
0: take. They she says So that. that was really good, right? That was a good video. That was something fun to, to see. And so, you know, giant squid are actually highly sought out for, um, uh, uh, for neuroscientists, um, only because these cephalopods are able to transmit, um, signals along their neurons pretty quickly. Uh, so they're highly sought after creatures uh, to see how things are done. Now, as the world is on fire today, and you hear a lot, and a lot of you are demoralized, um, it's important to understand that uh, things are happening. There's a lot of things happening. Um, again, my, my stream is down again. Uh, that's really bizarre. I don't understand why. I apologize for those on YouTube. I will see how I can get that uh, rectified for you. Maybe it'll come back up. I think it's doing it because I was playing PBS and they like to strike saying there's a policy violation or something like that. But um, it's uh, fair use. So we'll see how that goes, guys. Um. <laughs> Now, continuing on, it is important for us to understand that uh, things are happening and you will be witness of those things happening uh, very soon. Next week, uh, you will be able to see more and more of that occurring. Uh, it will be uh, coming up to the surface. Uh, you'll be able to identify. It won't be more of the, oh, we can't, um, we can't uh, win because no one's going to jail or anything like that. It's happening. You just have to be patient, be very, very patient. So after this really short break and see what's going on with YouTube too, um, I will be back in a few minutes because what you have to understand is that this uh, election has been a long time foreseen and people have been preparing for just this moment.
5: Can you hear me? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me on you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me? On you, hear me? Can you hear me? Take the children and self and hide out in the cellar. Now, I'm fighting, we'll be closer. Don't believe that church and state and everything they tell you. Believe me, I'm with the command. Can you give me? Can you give me what I Can you hear me running? Can you hear me calling you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me calling you? There's a gun and ammunition just inside the doorway. Use it only in emergencies. But you should pray to God, Father, and Spirit protect you and guide you from my gear. Can you give me? Can you give me running? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me calling you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me running? Can you hear me me, calling you?
0: Okay, how awesome is this dude, right? Uh, So I really like him. He's got a great rendition of uh, this amazing tune uh, that is um, what defines our era. Our era right now, where the world is literally on fire and we've got people silent running. So I'm going to introduce you uh, officially to a gentleman that's uh, pretty incredible. Uh, He's actually a really good man. Um, He's always spoken truth, always guided us correctly, uh, and drowned out, obviously, with uh, the noise. Now, you all know that Benghazi is very close to my heart. Uh, I've been kind of vague as to why and how and when, but uh, that's for reasons of life preservation. So let's take a listen to Lieutenant General Thomas McCurney when he spoke at the Citizens Commission on Benghazi.
6: We have retired General Tom McInerney. Uh, Thank you, Roger. And uh, thank you to uh, Accuracy and Media for setting up this press conference. And our personal thanks to all of you for being here. Now, Admiral Lyons and uh, Wayne Simmons, and Roger have, I think, encapsulated this very well. We are reasonable American citizens. We also happen to be retired Army, Navy, Air Force, CIA uh, personnel that spent our entire careers in the service of this nation. We are troubled by what we see, and I would say the number one priority is, is the complicity of the media in the United States, the fourth estate, to ignore this problem that goes to the very core of our Constitution, in which they are charged with. They have ignored a problem. Next, <clears throat> we have the deaths of four very brave and courageous Americans who gave their lives for this nation. And frankly, have been shunted aside, have been ignored. The media has ignored this problem, basically. I would say that Fox News, of which I am a, a military uh, analyst, uh, has done a superb special in it. Brett Baer did it, and other publications. Uh, I think that the rest of the media. Uh, has not put the emphasis to get the answers that were brought up by Admiral Lyons and Wayne Simmons and Roger Aronoff. There are some fundamental questions that are troubling in our life. Having been the Vice Commander-in-Chief of U.S. Air Forces Europe at the height of the Cold War, I can tell you on such an auspicious occasion as 9-11, we would have had airborne alert in the Mediterranean, we would have had global hawks that can fly 24 to 32 hours sitting over Libya, Benghazi, and Tripoli this whole time frame on 9-11. We had strategic warning. Iman al-Zawahiri said 18 hours before this attack started at 21-43, 2142 hours, that they should attack the Americans in Libya to avenge the death of Al-Libby, his number two man, the previous June. So there were clear indications. What I now see is, if someone deliberately did not want to be in a position to respond, this is the force structure that we would have had on 9-11. It is inconceivable to me that the finest military in the history of mankind would be so unprepared. This is a troubling question in our capabilities that we could have put there for instantaneous response. But it's almost like it was a setup. That's what's troubling. Our military is better than that. The Supreme Allied Commander in Europe, General Phil Breedlove, was at that time the commander of U.S. Air Forces Europe. He was never asked about Benghazi in his confirmation. I have great confidence in General Breedlove. He was my instructor pilot when he was a captain and I was Vice Commander in Chief. He's an immensely capable person. He knows better. We taught him better. The response teams on Sigonella and elsewhere did not show up. There's only one person in this nation that can say stand down in a situation like that, and that's the President of the United States. When you have CIA people, State Department people, and Department of Defense people. There's only one person. can say stand down and he has not told us what he said. We have not seen the picture like we saw when Osama bin Laden was killed in the Situation Room. Where is the picture in the Situation Room of the President and his senior advisors watching what's going on? The only response, the only response was an unarmed special operations predator flying out of Sigonella, that showed up one plus hours later, which gave them situational awareness. That meant the pictures of what was going on at both the annex and the consulate could have been and should have been pumped in to CIA headquarters, state headquarters, DOD headquarters, the Department of Defense, Pentagon, as well.
0: So the annex in Italy, I can tell you, was piped in quite well. Hillary Clinton was not sleeping. And that's all going to be coming soon. So, uh, see, everyone has knowledge, uh, you know, that they're allowed to. It's compartmentalization of information. And uh, you can only see from your perspective, right, from your point of view, where you sit is what you see. So, there are a lot of people that have sat around the room and watched the same thing. When you get all those people in one room, things start to make sense, a lot of sense. So, as I told you, I am taking you into my little time travel machine, and we're going back in time. This is from 2013. So, we're going to start there with um, General McInerney.
6: ...fellows in the White House. Where is that picture? Why were these. Communications not tied together. As Admiral Lyons pointed out, F 16s from Sigonella, excuse me, from uh, Aviano, could have been there in an hour and a half. Were they on alert that night? Is this an unreasonable question? Were they on alert? What forces were on alert on 9 11? None of these answers have been put forth. we are going to see some more people come before the Congress, but none of the survivors have come before the Congress yet. Isn't that rather strange? I mean, never before in the history of this great nation have we seen this type of response to the first time an ambassador has been killed in 30 years. And then you have The particular response of Ambassador Rice going on five talk shows on Sunday on a bizarre YouTube film. Do you think those people rioting even have YouTube or have personal computers? No. So where did this kind of answer come? I can tell you within 15 minutes That the OpRep Three Pinnacle, which the TOC, the Tactical Operations Center, from Benghazi, had to put out, that they got word that there was an attack. They knew back in Washington, and every national command center throughout the world of the combatant commanders knew that there was an attack. So you have, in fact, knowledge at CIA. At State, Department of Defense, and the Pentagon, and uh, the White House. They knew almost immediately that there was an attack, there was an event going on. So, if there's a cover up, and which we're trying to find out, all these agencies had to be involved at the highest levels. This is a constitutional crisis, ladies and gentlemen. This is a constitutional crisis. If this turns out to be true, and we know the original statements by Ambassador Rice were not correct when she went on the Sunday talk shows by the administration's admission. That's why this is so serious that when I was asked, along with uh, the other participants, to become a member of this Citizens Commission, that I said yes. We have every military service represented. We're interested in what the truth is going to say. And America will learn that. We do not have preconceived positions. We have preconceived questions that trouble us in our previous command positions that would not have been acceptable to us. Has the US military gone down that far? I don't think so. I don't think so. So it's important for those members in the military today and the clandestine services to know that there are citizens In the United States that are going to get answers and we need help from the media we need help from America to demand and the Hill Congress to demand what are those answers we need to hear from those 20 plus survivors yes we do out of there yes we do that's extremely important to this nation and our survival because if we are corrupt If there's a cancer within this society, there is, it is going to spread. It did. We do not intend to let that happen.
0: Patriot right there. Guys. We'll take your questions. How incredible is he? Right. That was 2013. I'm going to take you on another time trip. Okay. Because as you could see, the media was obsolete in 2013. See, if you were watching, you knew that they were obsolete back then. They're not your friend. There is no freedom of the press. There is no freedom of the press. Because if there was freedom of the press, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in now. That's the truth. That is fact. Now, he warned America in 2014. He said it. They're coming for us. He said it. Take a listen
1: significant that we have these jetliners now, now in militant uh, Islamic extremist hands over in Libya. What role do you see that playing as we get closer and closer to another year marking
6: 9-11? Brian, I am getting flashing red lights about to go steady red. Let me give you five or six key indications and warnings that are giving me that feeling that it's very dangerous right now. Number one, King Abdullah uh, sent a signal to the American and the Europeans, that ISIS has got a European and a U.S. reach. Number two, the beheadings that we have just witnessed are clear indications by ISIS to the American people, we are not afraid of you, we are coming after you. Number three, David Cameron, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, upgrading his alert status, warning status to severe, we haven't done anything. Number four, two weeks ago tomorrow, Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff cried out that ISIS was a imminent threat to the United States and got slam dunked by the White House. I commend both of them for standing up on this. And now you've got those 11 airliners that could be pre-positioned, as I say, in South America. They could strike Europe. And there's always, where is MH370? Will it rise again? And so I just found out this morning, moments ago, that the uh, terrorists have developed an explosive that could be planted on human beings, and it cannot be traced. This is a very, very dangerous warning that we're getting, and America should upgrade our alert status to DEFCON one. We've never done it before, but beware, America. We should. They are coming after us. Well, uh,
1: it looks like it's
0: So, MH370. You know, I always joke around to friends and say, if I don't like you, I'll buy you a, an airline ticket with Malaysian Airlines. If you actually go to my Instagram, I even made memes. Ali Ali Oxen Free, where are you at? See, it wasn't just, see, it's all going to be making sense now. So I'm giving you a little rabbit hole to run down through uh, this evening. Check out MH, check it out. This was recorded in 2014. He's right. What's going on? What's going on? Where is it at? Where is it at? That's the thing. Where is it at? You know, if ever I tell you, hey, I like you, I'm going to send you on vacation. Here's your Malaysian Airlines ticket. (laughs) I don't, um, where's it at? Will it pop up? We'll see. So, here we go. Uh, Let's introduce him even more to you. I'm going to take you back in time to 2016 because I think people forget. Let's do it this way. Do you guys remember how I told you Barack Hussein Obama had uh, changed the IG of the NSA to a presidentially appointed position, right? We talked about this a few times, Torched Storch, right? Because he was put in with a voice vote. You put in an IG of the NSA without a hearing, which is bizarre, right? So bizarre, you don't ask him questions when it's the first time in history he becomes presidentially appointed. They passed him through with a voice vote, they didn't have any records. So they just put him on through. But do you remember, do you remember um, how Barack Hussein Obama had nominated him and then McCain didn't pass it through and it kind of sat there and then uh, suddenly uh, after President Trump is in office, President Trump nominates him, withdraws his nomination, and then, I don't know, somewhere down the line, he was renominated after the president of the Ukraine offered our ID of the NSA a job, but there's no real record of it. There was no hearing and a voice vote. It's pretty bizarre. Pretty bizarre. Well, the ID of the NSA, Storch, was uh, President Barack Hussein Obama's secret weapon that went through during the Trump administration right? The first Trump administration, first Trump administration, first, one. first term. Hmm. So here is a, well, take a listen.
7: A surprise announcement from the President-elect Donald Trump telling the crowd his choice for Secretary of Defense during his thank you tour in Cincinnati.
1: We are going to appoint <laughs> Mad Dog Matters
2: our Secretary of Defense. But we're not announcing it until Monday, so don't tell anybody.
7: That was pretty funny. Here now is Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, a Fox News military analyst. Thank you so much for joining us. So, of course, everyone immediately brings up the idea that a person can't be appointed as Secretary of Defense within seven years after relief from active duty. Why is that, by the way?
6: Well, that's part of our uh, civilian control Tradition, Melissa, but the fact is uh, they put it in there just so you wouldn't indiscriminately do it. Uh, General Mattis will have no problems getting that wave, and he'll have no problems with confirmation.
7: Senator Kirsten Gillibrand disagrees I mean she was one of the first to stand up and say that she has nothing but respect for him, but it's in there for a reason, like you said, to separate you know the military from. Uh, and have civilian control over it. So she's not willing to put that waiver in. Um, does she have a point?
6: No, the <laughs> fact is we've been, we, Melissa, we've been at war 15 years. We need someone to get in there and solve this war and close it down and defeat radical Islam. If we listen to Kristen Hildebrand, we'd be at war for 100 years. We need people that know how to win wars and end them, who can deter and dissuade enemies. And that's why I believe President Trump, President-elect Trump, is sending the right signal to the world that General Mattis is going to be our new Secretary of Defense. Consider this. President Trump, when he's president, gets off the phone with Vlad Putin and says, Vlad, I agree with you, but I need to check with my Secretary of Defense mad dog. Now just that alone is worth a deterrent wing of B-21 new nuclear bombers. Yeah. We want to deter our enemies. So that's why I think this is the right choice.
7: Yeah, I I can imagine him calling him Vlad as well. Um, That makes a lot of sense to me. Do do you think that General Mattis, how is his approach?
0: Oh, I can imagine him saying Vlad as well because he's on first name terms with the Russians. Did you hear that? (laughs) This is taking you back in time so you can see the subtleties. And I also want you to pay attention to what... Lieutenant General McInerney was saying, and how Mattis had that opportunity. He had that opportunity. And you know, you always have to have faith, right? And it's and it's something that I can I tell my children this all the time, and I tell people this all the time, uh, you know, the bo- most sound advice that I've ever had is when you meet someone, start them at 100%. You trust them 100%. It's their job to maintain that 100%. That's how it has to be. You have to always see the good first. I know we've all been shafted in our lives. Our nation has been shafted. You've been shafted, coworkers, family, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives, whatever. But that doesn't mean that every person that you meet uh, should start with a wall. You should always start at 100%. And this is exactly what Matt has had, 100%
7: differently. I mean, obviously, from your tone, you think he's going to be very aggressive, um, but he's also, you know, very cerebral and thoughtful. How do you think his approach is going to be different from what we've done?
6: I think it's going to be very balanced. But the fact is, when you have Iranian speedboats driving fast and threatening our ships in the uh, Gulf, when you have helicopters aiming weapons at us or fighters flying close by, that will stop. Because he'll tell them, if you take any provocative action towards us, we're going to shoot you down. That will stop. Many of the other things that the Iranians are doing in the Middle East will stop. And I assure you, within 30 to 60 days from the 20th of January, ISIS will no longer be called a caliphate.
7: Yeah, Uh, I hope you're right. General, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So there's General McInerney uh, giving Full 100% to Mattis. Now, I'm going to take you back to 2015 quickly and show you what I had that a lot of people haven't seen. It's it's just a minute footage. And I put it in my article about Mattis. Uh, Because even if you know, keep in mind, even if you know that someone's like not super straight arrow, you give them the benefit of the doubt that when given the opportunity, they redeem themselves. Take a look at this. I uploaded this.
1: Hey, sir, how was the Bilderberg meeting?
0: So that is the Greek president uh, arriving to the airport after the Bilderberg meeting in 2015 in Austria. Had a great time.
1: What about your new McDonald's, sir?
0: And as you see in the background right here, we have General Mattis and other Americans.
8: What's a meeting. The people of the world want to know. Thank you. Very nice mustache you have.
0: Very nice mustache you have. Obviously someone has what have I told you about mustaches? Let's just scroll back and see that mustache. So uh <laughs> we have eyes everywhere.
5: Mustache you have? Very nice, yes, yes, yes. So How was the meeting? Can you make a comment, please?
1: What about white domination? And you know what, sir? Fine.
5: We'll talk again next time soon. Don't worry. I'll see you in New York. <laughs>
8: <laughs> nice. Sir.
0: Did you see that? I don't think a lot of people have seen that because I think I have the only video of that. I know that someone else had put, in, put it on there. So this is where, you know, I've always talked about porn stashes, right? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but um, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Now, I'm going to take you back to 2017. Again, Lieutenant General McInerney. And here he's talking about General Flynn. Super important that you hear what he has to say about our general. Here we go.
9: And trump taking to twitter quote the real story here is why are there so many illegal leaks coming out of dc will these leaks be happening as ideal on north korea et cetera?" this after former ohio Congressman dennis kucinich told maria bartiromo that there are people trying to separate the u.s and russia take a listen now what's at the core of this is an effort by some in the intelligence community to upend any uh positive relationship between the U.S. and Russia. And I tell you, there's a marching band and chowder society out there. There's gold in them there hills. There are people trying to separate the U.S. and Russia so that this uh, military-industrial intel um, axis can cash in. Okay, well, that's one theory. There are a lot of theories out there. Here now, retired Lieutenant General Thomas, back at earning Fox News, military analyst. General, first of all, Uh, The head of DIA, he was, uh, General Flynn was the head of the Defense Intelligence uh, Agency, One, one of the smartest people in intel in the world, if not the smartest. How could he not know that his conversation with the Russian ambassador was being recorded?
6: Well, he did know. There's no question about it. His daily take that he read every day, he used to read part of that stuff. So there's no question that he knew about it.
9: So if he knew... Why would he say something for which he would eventually be fired?
6: Well, that is the uh, question we're all trying to figure out, Dave. That's a $64 question. And uh, whether it's he said something that differed with, I've heard different new Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State, or whatever it is, there was a difference there in what he related, in a policy difference. Uh, But look, Mike let, Flynn.
9: Let, General, forgive me for interrupting, but we, we heard Dennis Kucinich with his theory. Frankly, I think that's a little wild. Let me throw another theory out there, though, which is perhaps a little less wild. That General, the, General uh, Flynn was actually counseled or told by either the president or one of the president's aides to sound out the Russian ambassador. And when the whole thing was uncovered, he decided to fall on his sword. What is the chance that that happened?
6: Well, oh, that's that's a course of action it could be. The one thing I'm sure is Mike Flynn does not lie. The fact is that he was talking to the Russian ambassador, whether he was talking about sanctions or not, he is authorized to talk about sanctions. He had been elected. Uh, president Trump had. His staff and his national security advisor had already been well, he was elected,
9: but he was not yet president, and that's that's I, the key as to whether he violated the law. Let me just play, though, something that I know you're familiar with. Go back to 2012. President Obama, before his reelection, was talking to the head of Russia, Medvedev, about Vladimir Putin. Take a listen. This
1: is my last election for and yeah. After my election, I have more questions.
9: That was President Obama then, talking about when he was reelected. tell Vladimir Putin everything will be cool, I'll get rid of all the obstacles. Could that not have been what Donald Trump was, ta- the message Trump was trying to relay to Putin before he was inaugurated?
6: I don't know that. Uh, and that is a course of action, David. You're speculating on it, just like everybody else is. Uh, the, the clear issue is that <clears throat> all administrations talk to, as they're coming in, talk to other nations coming in. They can do that. The Logan Act is no one has ever been tried for it. That's not the issue. And I think uh, Sean Spicer pointed that out. There were no illegal acts.
0: And I'm going to repeat, and I've said this before. General Flynn was unmasked way before the Kislyak call. And once elections are actually certified by the secretary of states and you are an official transition team, an official transition team, then you are quasi-official and have the right to speak to leaders. Now, I repeat in my article, unmasked. Methods look it up on torysays.com. I put a picture of a traitor who was the ambassador for the U.S. in Moscow that unmasked General Flynn before his Kislyak call. This is very, very important. Very, very important, and you can cross reference that with the amazing things that were in that beautiful satchel, as you know, Rick Grinnell had released months ago, but I told you in 2018, little clues, just so you know how corrupt they are. See, they can't cover all their tracks. And when you find a Russian spy in your own embassy, man, it's pretty easy to make them sing too.
6: Conducted. Now there may have been some different versions of conversation, obviously Mm -hmm. with the vice president and, and others that I've heard that are starting to leak out we don't know yet in any case the president felt that he has lost his trust and that's that's a big thing it i'm surprised thing. after 25 days that this happened though and i think we're all shocked by all it. right let's let's switch subjects
9: although it might be related to this russian ship off the coast of delaware uh it's a spy ship is it conceivable that it's related in that the russians are trying to take advantage of a vacuum in the current administration's stance vis-a-vis russia
6: i think that ship is there trying to determine our patterns of behavior as we go through this mini crisis and look at things look david there's a lot of intrigue in all administrations between the different departments the only difference is here this administration to date is loaded with obama appointees and members that came in not appointees but people that were hired by the obama administration who have not helped the administration, this new administration. They've left some trap doors. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is I think that is what's confusing it. The president has every right to know, oh, to sure. ask the question, uh, am I going to have leaks on everything I Absolute. do?
9: Well, somebody clearly leaked the information about Mike Flynn's conversation with the Russians, if not the transcript itself to the press. The Washington Post reported that. General McInerney, we've got to leave it at that. There's a lot to talk huh. here. We're going to have you huh. back to talk huh. more about it. Appreciate it. Thanks, David.
0: So, as you see, in 2017, he spoke up about it, too, said this was just horrific, how irresponsible it is. And a lot of you are saying, well, you know, Biden's chatting right now with other officials. Of course he is. I mean, how do you put up a fight with global media? I mean people that called the elections are exactly who I told you. And it's the associated fucking press and they have no federal standing. They are not an authority. They're telling you whatever they want because they said so because they have the megaphone, they speak louder, right? Silent majority, not so silent. We show up in numbers and we show up to vote. That's what really counts. But what you have to kind of take a, a, a little, Pushback, you know, to to, to see the bigger picture is they're screwed. They walked right into it and yes, they threw a few curveballs, but like the kraken and this is metaphoric, it's not the kraken. I'm trying, since everyone's talking about it, it's easier for you to identify it. There's a lot of tentacles and you come from every which way and there are a lot of ways to tackle this problem. And it's all happening right in front of your eyes. What you have to do is believe that there is a higher power that is looking after all of you. Be a believer. So let's um let's just quickly take a a minute because I really need a minute to address the situation. Here we go. So I thought it's important for us to uh, remember that you've got to believe that in the end, God wins because he always does. And uh, either that be from multiple tentacles coming to attack this evil, turning evil, what was intended for evil into good, uh, always works out the way it should be. Because no matter how much pain Righteous people have gone through, many of them no longer with us. It wasn't for nothing. Here's where it's at. I mean, the president has made it clear this is, this is it. This is it. And I know a lot of people thought this is it when he was elected. That's because there were forces that people didn't foresee happening, working in the background, getting things done. Because it was necessary to stop them from continuing on what they've been doing for a long time. And that's going to be coming to the forefront very soon. Now, again, here is Lieutenant General McInerney talking in 2017. Take a listen
9: refusing to speak up but president trump has a few words for susan rice quoting or tweeting here quote susan rice the former national security advisor to president obama refusing to testify before a senate subcommittee next week on allegations of unmasking trump transition officials not good here now lieutenant general thomas mcinerney who would second that motion, I think. Uh, General McInerney. first of all, it is pretty clear that she unmasked these names, uh, but we don't know if she actually leaked the names to the press. Is that why she's afraid to testify?
6: I think that's partially it, David, but the fact is Susan Rice is the key to the politicization of the intelligence community and how all these names have been uh, unmasked and how the increase from 2011 when uh, the Obama administration loosened up on the criteria for unmasking them, and then uh, now last year there were over 30,000 searches on American citizens that was never intended by the FISA courts. She is the key to answer all these questions. But let's focus on that that Trump
9: administration stuff because it was those names that were unmasked and and which is creating the furor. Do you believe that intelligence agencies, U.S. intel agencies were used for
6: political gain yes. by members of the Obama administration. Absolutely. And I believe the Russian collusion uh, deception that's going on was pulled out by the Democrats so we wouldn't look at what they had done to the politicization of the intelligence community. And they've been fairly effective, although nothing's shown up in the Russian collusion. This is the great deception. Look. Uh,
9: Go ahead, General.
6: Th- there's no question that. Uh, that, that Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act, and perhaps the President violated the Espionage Act by using that server. Now i was hunting for the right words to get it, but it's that simple. And once you open that door, and I believe Susan Rice is the key to the start of opening that door, then everything's gonna become very transparent of how they use the intelligence community for political purposes. Yeah, you
9: gotta open the door, but you also gotta get her to testify. Do you think she'll be subpoenaed quickly? Well, she should be. Absolutely. Okay, General Thomas she was, McInerney, a calm man, but she was. mad as hell about this one. Thomas uh, McInerney, good to see you, General. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. He's
0: pissed, and he should be. And you know what? We did get her to testify. I think I tweeted out how her testimony that we were listening to you to uh, together, was very important, and I sat through all the hours, if you remember. And it was very important. And yet, what did YouTube do? It went backwards in October to scrub it. Scrubbed it. I do have it saved. Scrubbed it. These people can't stop what come, what is coming. And there are no deals. We do not make deals with terrorists. Because they had weaponized our intelligence community. They had weaponized. Our- and we paid them. We paid them to screw us. We paid them to enslave us. We paid them to take away our freedom. We paid them, which is what? And uh, when you take that oath, and it's important, that's why I tweeted out, you know, let's take that oath. I took my oath before. Um, I even put on a sailor costume. <laughs> I loved it though. I look good in my whites. I'm going to tell you that. I, I think I did look good. My don't wear loud colored underwear because if it rained, damn, it's very embarrassing. So, um, we should, uh, take, um, what we have and throw it right back at them. Take what they intended for evil and, uh, Throw it back in their face. And that's exactly what we're doing. So now we're going to talk. A lot of people have been asking me about the hammer. They've been asking me about, um, you know, scorecard. I'm going to tell you, hammer was actually used um, to allow us to uh, view communications uh, with uh, these mercenaries that Barack Hussein Obama was paying and others courtesy of Pakistan, of course, Um, and the Hammer. Two different, two different softwares. But as we know, as innovation comes, like the idea of Stuxnet, right? The idea I had was, let's uh, make sure that when people are at embassies, this was an idea a long, long time ago, we're talking 90s, The idea was, well, people are using floppy drives to put information on, and how do we know they're not handing it off to someone else? Maybe we should put some kind of software that follows where it goes and that tells us that they do it. Who would have thought that something that was good would be used for evil? And from Stux, it became Dukes. It became APT. It became Cozy Bear. (laughs) And the generals, the old brass... The ones around the world with the iron hand are very upset, but that's okay. Cause we're upset too, right? I mean, they're supposed to be working for us. What they've been doing is on our dime and it's time we reclaim our dimes.
10: Welcome back my friends. We're honored to be joined by retired air force, Lieutenant general Thomas McInerney, sir. Uh, thank you for your service to the country on this veterans day. We appreciate having you here. And unfortunately, We're talking about election security today. Now, many folks and and viewers have been hearing a lot about something called Hammer and Scorecard. First, tell everybody what it is.
6: Well, Hammer and Scorecard, Hammer is a surveillance tool designed to seek out terrorists, started in 2003. It was converted by the uh, Biden administration into a surveillance tool to listen to American people and record what they were doing.
0: Basically, it was the Obama-Biden shadow net. So this tool, the hammer, is what they refined and created so perfectly thanks to Snowden offshore, not to listen to enemies, not to spy on enemies, but to spy on everyone. I urge those that have not seen Shadowgate 1 to go watch it again, and then watch Shadowgate 2. Because the actual architect... The man who created and revamped Hammer was Patrick Berge. He created that weapon and he's been talking about it and talking about it. They sent him into the bowels of darkness. Discredit sent him. They even made him homeless. That's how they treat people that are upset. I mean... Uh, he talks about that software. I've seen something else that was created for our enemies, which was still, I was like, "Mm." and it's being used against the people. And when you marry all these weapons of mass destruction and they're not nuclear bombs, that's a boom poof. Everyone goes, including the bad guys, including those that want control. Like I said, unless Elon has created his team of Elons already in the past. They're going to still be here. So they're not going to use that type of weapon of mass destruction. Biggest weapon of mass destruction is yourself. Self-sabotage. So how does that happen? Well, I make you think the way I want you to think. I demoralize you. I control you. I command you at that point. I have destroyed you you are no longer you you are just an extension of what i want you to be
6: uh the scorecard is an application like on your iphone that can manipulate voting data keep it within three percent so it's not obvious but switch it from trump to biden which the democrats did in this election and uh it, it is clearly one of the most subtle and stealthy ways of changing voting that there is today. And that this is the first massive attack in the United States history. So uh, now there'll be no more well, free election, Chris, after this one, yes. if we get this issue resolved.
10: Well, General, I got to ask, because is there is there verifiable information that uh, the, the Trump administration can use, that our citizens can see? that we we can say that it was deployed in this election against American voters.
0: I'm going to tell you something else. Scorecard, which was originally to control other things, and it has more applications, and he's very careful on what he says, which is correct. I'm saying that's what it was intended for. Um, Weapon of mass destruction for our enemies right, for our enemies. But what if you revamp that? What if, I mean, come on. I I told you guys, go to usarmy.mil and search for ShadowNet. You'll see that ShadowNet, called ShadowNet, has actually been deployed in the United States, and they say it. Right, Jesper? They say it. They say it. So that's a weapon that we had for our enemies being used on U.S. soil. Hammer was intended to be a weapon for our enemies. Well, now it's global, actually. It's been, you know, privatized, marketed, and sold and resold. Everybody and their mother has it. And then scorecard. But then the question is, who helped build that software? Was it just Americans? I mean, that's what you got to think of. I may or may not know the answer to that one. So this election is insane. He's telling you, look at his face. He's pissed because he talked about it. When did he talk about this? 2013. When did he talk about it? 2012. What did he tell you? That it was created in 2003, the hammer, and then the Biden administration uh, took it on? Again, you've listened to the architect of the actual shadow net. Okay? You've listened to him. You heard it. He spoke of it. Heard of scorecard? We don't use the names, but no one talks about rains.
6: Yes, and we will we will show uh, specifically at what time, for instance, in Michigan at zero four hundred on the fourth of November, one hundred and thirty eight thousand votes came in for Biden. Uh, we'll show a whole host of these uh, that around the country in the key battleground states that were attacked at the time and how many votes were were changed. And we'll have to compare it manually to the votes that went in to the Secretary of State's office and then that came out, the differential. Because people must, they all realize, I think, that the voting machines are not hooked up to the the internet. There are some in uh, Texas that are, but in general they are. They're bundled, go up to the state, Secretary of State, And there, at certain points, they're uh, shifted onto the internet and distributed. And that's where Hammer is put in and they put the uh, scorecard application on it and manufacture a different vote total in this particular case in favor of Biden. This has to be proof because it'll have to go to a court of law.
10: Mm -hmm. In general, of course, that this all begs the question. Now, if 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 this is going to be demonstrated and shown, Who has the sophistication and the technical uh, technology advanced enough to pull something like this off? Who did, if this did happen, who did it to us? The CIA. Well, I don't know who
6: specifically did it to us, uh, but the fact is, um, and I'm just starting to hear that the Russians and the Chinese were, were playing with this as well, so I can't give you the names. I can tell you that Jim Clapper and John Brennan the former uh, that's D&I, what's up. former uh, Director of the CIA were involved with the program two weeks after uh, President Obama came in they shifted it over to a separate CIA facility And went and started listening to us so the people I don't know exactly But it benefited the Democratic Party. So obviously they were involved with it to shift the voting and and the reason that's important and a great question Chris is because you've got to look at the whole situation that we're uh, involved with. Here you had, uh, uh, Vice President Biden had a record number of votes, larger than Barack Obama. Now for a person that didn't do any campaigning and the largest crowd he had were 12 cars with people blowing horns, never getting out of the basement, did not do one press conference that was an hour long and got real questions to have gotten the number of votes, the record number of votes he got, that in fact uh, belies the, sm- the smell test, if you will. And so these other what we call uh, points of interest or patterns of behavior is the best term. The patterns of behavior don't track. Look at the uh, down low voting from uh, the, uh, the House, not one Republican lost his seat that ran again. Uh, look at the number of House seats the Democrats lost. Look at the uh, Senate uh, is going to go, I believe, in favor of the Republicans with the two Georgian. But the fact was, if the weight of voting was so strong for Biden, why don't the down ballots reflect that? So it's patterns of behavior that we've got to look at, And, and it's a sniff test. This doesn't make sense the way it turned out. And the reason is because people aren't really aware of cyber warfare and what the Democratic Party did to shift those votes.
10: Wow. General, uh, first off, thank you for the service of the country. Thank you for coming on and explaining to us in such with such clarity. Uh, what potentially might have happened a lot of folks looking for explanations and a lot of folks have been bombarding my inbox with what uh what is hammer and scorecard and we appreciate your carving out time on the chris Salcedo show coming up our good
0: so this was from wow november 11th i didn't even know that so i thought it was more recent uh because someone asked and that's when it was so This is what we've been talking about for a very, very, very long time without such words. And like I said, next week is going to be bananas. So, uh, you know, I take it back to roll it back. You're going to be like, well, this general knew. General Flynn knew. All these people knew. But again, think of it this way. Where were they going to go? Where do you go with this information? Where do you go? Do you go, Tungres? <laughs> you think I haven't? Huh? The only way I got them to look at Hillary's server was by sending them blackmail we had on them. Do you know how hard that was? Hmm. It's going to be bananas. It's really, really hard to do good because, man, they come at you with everything they got. And no one had the ears to listen. The general put it out plain and simple uh, I'm actually glad I found that clip and um I'm glad that he wasn't uh in my purview uh to um, so he didn't taint what I knew because again, everyone has a different perspective right of knowledge uh when you look at an object depends on where you stand is what you see, and the more. Everyone who's standing around this object comes together. The bigger picture comes together too. And that is what is important. Now, there was a Thanksgiving update that he gave um, just uh, 15 hours ago. And I just found it while um, YouTubing because something people don't know is I never ever, ever really prepare for my show, uh, 10 minutes earlier. Maybe I'll get, um, a couple of, you know, sound clips lined up. I usually save them. Oh, I like this song. Uh, but here's where we take broken wings and we fly again. Uh, so let's listen to that. As we look at this, uh, general's photo who I'm very glad is still with us and I'm sure he's uh, very safe right now. Um, to think about it. Just think about that for a second. This is, uh, where we're at.
4: Baby, don't understand why we can't just hope to each of those hands,
8: this
5: time Might be the last of the fear, unless
4: I make it all too clear. I need you so. Whoa.
0: Excellent music. Uh, great cover by Jason Derlatka found him. Uh, you know, let subscribe. That's what's up. Uh, so you guys watching on YouTube, if you're not subscribed to the Tori says news channel, please go ahead and do. Obviously I will try to upload, um, My show to my Tori Says channel, which I'm pretty much not allowed to do anything on that except for upload stuff and premiere it Uh, here. But, you know, I'm always on Twitch. Now, I want to play a little bit of um, his Thanksgiving update. Considering how his speech is, I am assuming that within the uh, first few minutes, he will set the tone for what he wants to tell us and um, I'm pretty excited to hear what he has to say. I haven't heard it. We're going to be hearing it together. Uh, like I said, this morning I Googled him and found some stuff. Uh, in th- this morning meaning pff, like with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, just so, just a little bit of housekeeping before I do that. I wanted to... Um, tell you guys, uh, that, um, I may, I will be trying to do my show and my hours may be unexpected. I, um, am going to be very busy, uh, but I will be, um, all over this to keep giving you the news as I can and what I can. Um, it's, uh, it's, this is the time that you, uh, were made for, uh, to stick to your gut, And listen to your president. You don't even have to. Don't listen to anybody except for your president. How's that? Only to your president. Oh, before I do that, I just want to show you how awesome our president is. Because this is how he tells you everything you need to know. So let me go to my Twitter. Uh, So first of all, great, great point. uh, uh, Truth under fire. Uh, This election fraud is not new. Long time corruption. Is fact OAN. I just wanted to say, if I unlike it and I go to like it, look what happens. I even to like it gives me um, disclaimer. Now, this is not me saying they're bonafide, they're perfect. This is me saying, remember the whistleblower too. Take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, psyops are <laughs> pretty effective. Because if you think someone's banned, sometimes, you know, it's valid why they're being banned to shut them up. But other times it's because they want you to think that there is something there. Um, So that way you can put faith in it, right? Because if you silence someone, then they're saying something you need to hear. And if you're not silencing someone, then it's a big deal. Oh, let me redo that. I'll redo that. I'm going to my profile. So this is uh, Truth Under Fire. Great Tweet. I apologize for that and that I didn't switch back. And this one here, I just want to show you, not only on the retweet, but on the Like. Look, they're giving me this disclaimer before I can Like, making it more difficult for us to share and disseminate information, which is, obviously, we know that. Okay, so here's what our President has to say. Let me zoom in. His tweet about an hour ago is Biden can only enter the White House as president if he can prove that his ridiculous 80 million votes were not. <laughs> How much do we love this man? See, Oh, my gosh. How much do we love this man? Like a million percent. Uh, we're not fraudulently or illegally obtained. When you see what happened in Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, massive voter fraud, he's got a big unsolvable problem. Um, they believe that they still had the power of the media. They believe that they can do what they wish to do, but they can't. Now I'm going to take you to a, um, clip. Uh, here it is. Big tech, fake news media have partnered to, su- partnered to suppress freedom of the press is gone. We've said that, haven't I? I've said that. How long ago did I say we have no freedom of the press because there is no free press. That's why they refuse to report the real facts and figures of the 2020 election. Where's Hunter? So here. A sharing a bias.
3: Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve so our Treasure Valley communities.
0: The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities.
2: Mid-Michigan communities.
0: We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned, concerned
8: about trouble and trying to be responsible. one news stories plaguing
1: our
7: country. country. Plaguing our country.
1: The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories. Without checking facts first.
7: The sharing of biased and false, false news, news has, become, has
4: become, all become all too common, common on social media. More learning from media, <laughs> the that are are so so true, true without checking facts, facts first. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
5: This is extremely
3: dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely
4: dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
0: (laughs) Right. So what you're watching is one of the biggest clown shows ever. I mean, if you watch Millie Weaver's video, she had all that in there. And here comes the lion. Love it. Let's watch this little clip. Thanks to Soul Memes, of course. Love her.
4: You watch those nature documentaries on the cable? Yeah. You see the one about lions? Yeah. yeah this lion is the king of the jungle. Huge mane up here. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big, he's so hot, he doesn't want to move. Now, the little lion comes, they start messing with him, biting his tail biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him, coming home, making control. still. this. they start to move in, jackals, hyenas, barking at him, laughing at him, they nip his toes, they eat the food that's in his domain, they do this, and they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder, until one day, that lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody, runs like the wind. Eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals who oh, he is. It's too late to be scared. It's time to kill I'm going to the other room. You come out when you're ready. Don't beat him.
8: Kick his ass. Here comes the girl. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every I'm every day
0: So, we had this conversation, didn't we? I'm just saying Whoa, the girl was on the side. Remember, the lion sits, and then they strike. We had this whole conversation about why the little lion thing has blood on its beard. That is uh, the spoils from the enemies. And we had this conversation. Don't tell me we didn't. We talked about the lion. talked about everything, didn't we? We did. So that was pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, the lion is you know sitting there and okay so let me just the lionesses are the ones that really hunt we know that right they protect everything lionesses are the troops are the people that's you the lion is our president who allows them to poke who allows them to laugh but then he tears the crap out of all of them and it's all about timing see the lion was surrounded by hyenas didn't do anything It only took that moment where the nod happened. It's like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. It's over. See, listen to your president. He tells you everything you need to know. Check this. That's our bird general. Let's... uh Let's listen to what he had to say for Thanksgiving. So on that note, once we finish him up, I already told you, I am going to be broadcasting. It may just be a little bit unpredictable. So I apologize for that in advance. because I'm going to be very, 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 very busy. But you know, I'm going to give it to you raw. So uh, let's listen to what our General of the Air Force with that schnazzy stuff has to say.
2: Colonel Mike. And today, again, our special guest, General Tom McInerney, who's going to wish us a Thanksgiving, and he has a great present for us. General, welcome back to the Two Mike Show, sir.
6: Great to be with you both, uh, Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike. Thanks for having me on this very special day, and I wish you both and your families a very, very happy Thanksgiving.
2: And to, and to your sir. And thank you. Go ahead, sir. Tell us the latest news. This is going to be a happy Thanksgiving after what happened yesterday.
6: Well, I would say this is the start of a counteroffensive in military terms and ground terms. And the reason I say that, Colonel Mike and Doctor Mike, is <clears throat> we what we have seen is two uh, lawsuits put in by uh, Sidney Powell in Georgia, 104 pages, and one in uh, and the other one in 75 pages in Michigan. The highlights of that are <clears throat> number one that. In uh, Georgia, Sydney has identified 96,000 absentee ballots that were not counted into uh, the system. So 96,000 votes have got to come off the rolls. Uh, and uh, and she's working that out. In addition, she also found out that uh, through the Kraken, and the Kraken is, uh, is the 305th Military Intelligence uh, Battalion, uh, who works these kind of problems, that we have Chinese and Iranian involvement. Wow. Very startling. That's the first I've heard it in the counting process. More follow on that. But that certainly puts in the executive order that President Trump put out in September of 2018 comes into effect. So, so that is very significant. It's the first I've heard of it uh, that that it has been written. And I'm now seeing it pop up in other areas. The other areas were <clears throat> in Pennsylvania, for instance, the state sent out 1.8 million mail-in ballots. And then they counted 2.5 million mail-in ballots. You figure. But I think somebody was printing mail-in ballots and that they're illegal. That's 700,000 ballots, gentlemen, that have got to be taken off. And that's clearly the difference, in in my humble opinion, in in these states. So this is what we're seeing. The other thing I saw came up was Wisconsin has identified 150,000 fraudulent votes. And they and they outline them by the numbers very accurately. So <clears throat> this is what is all developing. It's a ton of information coming in, much of it from crowdsourcing, and people like us, people that are studying these numbers. And and the final thing I want to uh, highlight before I want Colonel Mike in the, uh, or Doctor Mike in is I saw a very very important uh analysis of of the data in real time and when they stopped the voting in in about six or seven states some number uh, around midnight or so uh all of a sudden around three or four numbers would come out and it would be like for instance virginia trump won virginia uh, and now, now i think we kind of surprised about it particularly the way Fox rolled in five minutes after the polls closed and Trump was way ahead. And until they stopped, then they threw in a slug of votes. But here's what happened. On that slug of votes they they threw in in Virginia, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Georgia, they used an algorithm. Now, how do
0: I know they used an algorithm?
6: Because the ratio of number
1: of votes.
0: Hmm. So here is General McCurney telling you what I told you in 2019, what I said in 2018, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, and 12. And unfortunately, Andy Breitbart did not survive that um, to put it out. But again, who are you going to tell? Who are you going to tell? So I'm going to leave it at that and show you in 2018 Uh, You can uh, listen to him. Uh, I will show you where the link is. Uh, You could just go to YouTube and put uh, Lieutenant General Tom McCurney Thanksgiving Update. It's uh, with Michael Yeager. Uh, We are now in full speed ahead. This is war. And uh, uh, that article that got me scrubbed from the Huffington Post uh, was the fact that I mentioned that we are in a civilized civil war and they did not like that at all. And that's 2015. So, um, makes sense why they were all convening together in 2015. I wanted to show you an old video. This is from 2018. I was hoping that I would have um, been able to tackle the November 2018 elections, but, you know, clowns in their show. So, I just want you to watch this quickly. It's a 23 second clip. I had made it to put it on the billboard in Times Square, but it wasn't approved. Here we go. Indeed. We have given our president a carte blanche, which means a blank check. Do as you need. Oh, you guys want me to play it again? Yep, because it didn't. Okay, guys, I'm like so all over the place sometimes. Here we go. Let's watch this. Um, I had a, uh, a guy named Sean Campbell who worked with people at big league politics, uh, helped me put this together. His little signature is right there. Sean Campbell productions. Here we go. That's what we gave him a carte blanche. We said, president Trump, we trust you. We trust you do it. We should have done it in 2018, but the forces that be did not allow us. Timing is everything. That video is from 2018, 10, 10, 20, 20, 10, 10, 2018. It was a campaign or was it 10-1? I don't remember the date that I did. I'm going to, I have to look at it. I have it on a, there's a Facebook page that I made, carte blanche writ, W-R-I-T. Um, about 3,000 people had signed that. Uh, That was also deleted by Scott Adams of Red State Talk Radio. Um, uh, Lots of um, people went behind it. I was hoping that I could get enough for the 2018 elections, but it just wasn't time. God tells us when it's time uh, to get louder. And um, you guys are making it happen because, in the end, I want you to know God always wins, He always wins, right? He allows all of this to happen, uh, and we just need to realize that. So on that note, I'm, I want you to know that we are indeed um, fixing these um, broken wings. And it's important that you understand that. Eagles can break their wings and they can heal. And uh, this young lady, I know you guys liked it. Someone uh, DM'd, Hey, which one was it? uh, Which version of Broken Wings did you hear? And you know what's funny? Every single time I've taken a shower or done anything, this song kept coming up, um, which was really bizarre. So I thought I'd share, and I really liked her rendition. So I'll leave you with that. On that note, like I said, um, my times will be a bit uh, unpredictable. But I'll be here. So um, make sure you have those alerts on. Make sure you're signed up to all my channels. Regardless, it'll be out there. God bless everyone. Hopefully I'll speak to you tomorrow.
8: Baby don't understand why we can't just hold on to each other's pain. this time might be the last fear unless i make it all too clear i need you so